The moment I'm willing to listen to your point of view as well, then you're going to be more open to listening to mine. With our consistent self-awareness, that's great. But when we have awareness of others combined with our own self-awareness, then that's when the unlimited possibilities happen. As your relationships evolve, you personally evolve. As you personally evolve, your relationships evolve. Even if it's like, hey, all I want to do is just be a little bit bit nicer. It gets our adrenaline going and it's like, woo! That creates the motivation and the inspiration that can help us make those changes and can completely take our life to a whole nother level. (laughs) So in the area of like personal development and continuous improvement, sometimes when you don't have any idea of why you're doing it, you just lose all steam, right? And so here we are, we start this whole journey and we're like, I've got this, I've got this, I'm feeding my inner champion. And then we get halfway through and we're like, why? Yeah. Or even right now being January, it's, you might, this might be part of your new year's resolution is the first month and you're already losing steam in the middle of January here, which is very, very common and very understandable. Yeah. Because we all have really exciting ideas for what we want to do in the year, but then how do we stick with it? Exactly. And so that was part, when I was writing this book, it was part of what I was thinking about is, okay, so here we've written this book and it's all about silencing the inner critic, but then like what next and how do we take what we've talked about or what we've read about and keep that journey going? What is the impetus for personal growth and self-development? Why? What's the why behind it? What do I do with all of this knowledge now to incorporate it into my everyday? Or being the start of the year, if I've set resolutions or I have goals for the year, you know, what's the why behind it? What's the motivator behind it? So we wanted to talk about, we've got four of those whys behind the whole goal of this self-motivation, right? And I know for us, one of those big whys is relationships, right? Yeah, we have our own personal relationship, our own self-relationship, but personal growth really begins to help your relationship with other people too. You're so right. It's, I mean, when we we only experience our, our lives through our lens, right? And so it's really, it's really, really tough uh, when creating relationships because we just, it's, it's easy to project what we would like or what we understand or how we view the world as how someone else does. But that oftentimes can create a lot of conflict in relationships and can create a lot of miscommunication uh, and just feeling like you're constantly misaligned. Yes. And so... The reason why personal growth is so helpful is because it keeps us in that state of always learning more and seeking new ideas, knowing that ours isn't the only one. And so with that said, like when we're in relationships, then that can help us in terms of understanding, well, the person I'm in a relationship, whether that's uh, a romantic relationship or a familial parent, child or brother, sister or cousins, family business, uh, you know, so many different types of relationships, friends, etc. No matter what it is, when we can actually put ourselves in, in the shoes of someone else and we can start to view from the other, other perspective, knowing that it's not just ours, 
then that helps us learn, right? So then we're still in alignment with personal growth because we're seeking something beyond our understanding and consistent, like with there's consistent self-awareness, that's great. But when we have awareness of others combined with our own self-awareness, then that's when the unlimited possibilities happen. Right. And it doesn't mean that we're always going to shift where we're coming from. Yes. But growth includes like just taking the time to move slightly, just little bits, right? And so if we acquire a different perspective, maybe it doesn't change our perspective or where we're at, but now it's in our wheelhouse. So if, say, I gain a new insight from you, maybe I just didn't know that that was available before. Mm -hmm. And so the next time I come up against it from somebody else, I'm like, hey, maybe I don't align with that, but at least I have a better understanding of that. So that just now improved my relationship with that person because I no longer am like, hey, I, I don't have awareness of that. I don't align with it and I don't even want to hear about it. So my resistance is no longer there. I'm open to a discussion around it. I have an awareness around it enough to receive that person's point of view even if I don't align with it. So suddenly relationships start to get better and better. And I still have my own independent point of view. And that's great. But the moment I'm willing to listen to your point of view as well, then you're going to be more open to listening to mine. And there's an exchange that starts to happen. So this whole continuous self-improvement process also self improves relationships. So there's a self-improvement process that starts to happen within that symbiosis of a relationship. And it's amazing to see. So true. And it provides more depth, right? Because part of being in a relationship, regardless of what it is, is learning to discover about the other person. Yes. And if we are closing ourselves off to that, then we're not only denying ourselves that opportunity to know what we're capable of and who we can become or also kind of blocking that for others yeah well, not from an egoic standpoint but like yeah it's fun it's fun to discover about others and i mean that's how we started right is is we started from a place of personal growth we were both in that space where we just desired to be the best versions of ourselves and you know 9 years later that's still our goal Mm -hmm. And it's kind of daunting when you have when you're doing it by yourself. And so when you do have someone that you can love and trust and connect with, regardless of what the type of, of relationship it is, it can really have that support system, that accountability, that connection, that truth. And you know, you saw what you saw in me what I had yet to even see in myself. That's such incredible motivation. Not that it's only about the external to the internal, because that is that does create some problems, right? Yeah. But when we can have that validation, when someone, as you're saying, can lift that mirror up to us and help us see ourselves in a new light, that creates the motivation and the inspiration that can help us make those changes and can completely uh, take our life to a whole nother level. <laughs> okay. Really can. And that's what we still do nine years later. 
uh, we're definitely more refined nine years later, yeah. right? But but that's like the beauty of it to me. It's uh, we get to it creates a connection at 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 a in a depth between us that if it wasn't there, I feel like we'd really be missing out on the discovery of ourselves and with each other, not through each other, and that's that's an important part as well. Exactly, and that is actually number two, which is personal evolution, right? Yes. So we look at personal evolution and we feel like it's an individual type of thing, but you can do that in relationships. As your relationships evolve, you personally evolve. As you personally evolve, your relationships evolve. But continuous forward movement, that continuous improvement or your personal journey is always going to be about personal evolution. And whether we realize it or not, we're always evolving <laughs> one way or another. It's just how consciously aware and how defined are we making that evolution? Are we stumbling into it? Are we haphazardly going around and we have no idea which direction we're going? And so life is what's battering us around into our evolution or are we consciously mapping out our evolutionary process for our own personal evolution? Now, you know, as a collective species, we're evolving and as a planet, we're evolving. And so we're part of a whole homeostasis type approach. But um, homeostasis, not the correct word. <laughs> that means balance. But we're part of an ecosystem that is creating its own evolutionary process. But I myself get to choose how I'm personally evolving and participating in that evolution. And so I want to determine that path. And by continuously learning, and I actually have a tattoo because this means so much to me, it is the continuous plight for self-improvement. Every day when we talk about this and we'll keep bringing it up, if you improve 1% every day, then this is something you've talked about. You've increased more than 300% in improvement over the course of a year. And so we live by the 1% model. That is continuous improvement. And that means throughout my journey, I get to choose what that 1% per day is. I prescribe that in my day. And then I get to reflect back at the end of the year and say, what has been my 300% gain? Where am I now? And how have I evolved? And then within our relationship, we get to look and say, how has our personal evolution impacted our relationship evolution? And then how have we as a relationship evolved? And how has that impacted the people around us? Because it has impacted the people around us. There's been inspiration. There's been movement. There's been choices based on our own personal evolution. And then we get to see how that happens because we don't live in isolated bubbles. So what I prescribe for my own personal evolution does have an impact. There's like the butterfly effect, right? That happens. And how freaking exciting is that? <laughs> like here we are, the cusp of a new year. We get to determine because we're so like inspired to create these little resolutions that are moving forward into our year. And then that can create this ripple effect, this butterfly effect that impacts so many people we care about. So let's be consciously aware of how we're doing that. 
it's so well said. This understanding our personal evolution and having intention behind it is far more important than how much we're actually evolving, I would say. Because it's, as you're saying, it's so many people want to do so much so fast. And then they start comparing themselves to some other people. And they're like, why are they doing it so much? And I'm just still here and I'm still figuring, you know, attempting to figure this out. But that 1% approach makes it more approachable. Exactly. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> 1% seems so small. Um, but it makes an impact. I mean, if anyone said, hey, at the beginning of the year, you could make this investment, this financial investment. And by the end of the year, it would be 3x more than what you put in. Yes. Well, who, who wouldn't sign up for that, right? I mean, yeah. financially, that makes a ton of sense. So if we're willing to do that with finances, why aren't we willing to do that with ourselves? And 1% is such a, as you're saying, such a small thing. You know, if could be that if, you're, if your goal is to do, uh, you know, X amount of push-ups every day, then just add, add one more push-up, you know, or it, it, it's just if, if your if goal is to ha eat more salads, then great. I mean, just having one more salad per week or something like that. You know, it's, it's amazing what it can do to, to just, it doesn't seem like a lot, but the compound of things actually really makes a difference. And uh, even if it's like, hey, all I want to do is just be a little bit, a little bit nicer to myself and those around me. And so it, it's just every little thing, like one more comment a day that's nice to myself and to someone else, that adds up quickly. And you know, three x by the end of the year, you could be a completely changed person. Three, you know, if you're three x where you were. Yes. And so when we think about, okay, what do we do next? What one thing could I incorporate into my personal growth journey from here? Just that 1% rule could change everything. Mm. There's one thing you incorporate, incorporate the 1% rule. Mm, I love that. Right? Yeah. There you go. Hey, thanks so much for watching. We really appreciate it. I'm Austin, co-host here at the Heart Leader Podcast with Amber. And if you haven't already, please take a quick moment to like and subscribe below. It helps us know we're making amazing content that you enjoy. And thank you for your support. We'll see you in the community. Back to the show. All right. What's number three? Uh, adaptability. And this is important because adaptability is a key aspect of evolution. Not only is our environment constantly changing and evolving, as you're saying, I mean, the universe is constantly expanding, society is constantly expanding, everything around us is expanding. And so if we're not expanding, then we're kind of opposing the natural flow of the universal structure, right? Um, so when we do choose to be in flow and expand as well, it's important to be adaptable. There are so much we are we are growing uh, as a humanity is growing as a collective at an exponential rate. I mean, a few years ago, the idea of uh, AI and or robots or uh, self-driving cars or even flying cars seemed like, I mean, this is just, I'm talking about five, seven years ago, seemed still sci-fi, like maybe 50 years away. Yeah. Like we were going to be part of the Jetsons right. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed so far away. And now within you know, just this year in 2020, or sorry, last last year in 2023, um, we need to get used to saying that 2020, just 
We're in 2024 yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah, yes. I know. It's, it's crazy, crazy. Huh? It is crazy. Um, so just in 2023 alone, when AI came forward, it was just like this whole this whole thing that was just like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. Like this is wild, yeah. right? And it felt like, you know, 50 years in the future just kind of just stomped on our present, right? And so that's just the start of what all of this and what's going on in the world and how humans are evolving. This is just the start. And so we need to be willing to be adaptable and, and be willing to learn how to navigate change yes. through intentional and purposeful adaptation that is in alignment with who we are and the consciousness that we choose to embody. Yes. And I love the point of purposeful change, right? Yes. Because sometimes there's the change for the thrill of change, mm. right? Because okay. it gets our adrenaline going and it's like, woo! But what is the purpose behind that change? Is it moving you forward in your personal growth journey? And, you know, if it's for the thrill of change, then that's great too. And at least you know the purpose behind it. But understand the purpose behind the change so that when you're adapting to it, you have a clear conscious awareness behind, okay, I like change. Therefore, I'm introducing change at a rapid pace so that I can learn how to be adaptable. And sometimes it is just for the thrill of change, but sometimes it's for the purpose of moving me in this direction. And so if I'm not clear on why I'm changing things, then I'm subjecting myself to that being battered around phase again. And that's going to induce stress, which is then going to pull me away from the purpose of self-growth because I'm going to get stressed out. And then self-growth is the last thing that's going to be on my mind because I'm going to go back to my reactionary stage of just making it through life. And I don't have time to get to my self-growth journey again. And then we feel weight under. And I'm speaking because I see this occur. People get very excited, especially I'm going back again to the start of the year and what causes people to start to fall away come February and March from those resolutions that they were so gung-ho about in January. And it's because too much too fast, as you said, or they are so into that adrenaline of the changes that they're making and they just, they gobble it up. And then the stress of all of those changes coming to fruition start to weigh them down. And as much as they really desired to continue to head down this self-care journey or this continuous improvement journey, all that stress from all that change it came way too fast has taken them out of that game. Mm -hmm. So if we're intentional and more purposeful and yes, adaptable to whatever comes at us, but adaptability comes from being aware as you pointed out. So yeah, well said. I, I like, I like how you position that because for me, it kind of comes off that it's like some of these things are symptomatic versus source. Right. And so 
if we are having trouble holding on to a habit or, you know, this is the new year and we want to really focus on change and, and all that. So when this new habit, like going to the gym or eating healthier or meditating more or being more aware of my or emotions or, you know, uh, praying more or understanding more about spirituality, anything, it, all those are kind of plug and play. So those are, are um, and this might be a crude example, but sim symptoms of a of a bigger source thing that's occurring and that's what you're saying which is the intention and the adaptability and so if we can instead of focusing on the result or the actionary aspect of what it would look like that could be interchangeable with anything i think bringing more purpose and intention into something like i'm going to be very purposeful and focused in my adaptability this year yes because then i can plug and play whatever I desire into that to support that. And that helps me grow sustainably. And now I'm looking at change from instead of just a couple months into, you know, decades worth of, of who I desire to become and the life that I desire to live. And so when we, we are fulfilling those kind of aspects of, of who we are, it becomes far much greater in its in our we we expect we get to ex experience ourselves at a greater capacity exactly great way to summarize that exactly and that goes to what i would call the fourth one which is fulfillment right so if we are on this journey for self-growth and for continuous improvement and personal awareness then it comes to fulfillment and understanding what fulfills you, right? And not doing things. It's like being a young kid and being told to eat your vegetables, right? You know that your vegetables are good for you. But if you hate Brussels sprouts and you're being forced to eat Brussels sprouts that are coated in garlic and you hate that, then it's going to be the worst thing and it's not fulfilling. But there's a great way to eat your vegetables that tastes good good. Put them in a smoothie, right? You can still get fulfillment and do the things that are good for you. And that's what this journey should be about. Find ways that are personal growth journeys that are fulfilling for you, that bring you joy, that make your heart and your soul sing. And that's going to be different for every person. Mm -hmm. But we have to focus on those things that we know that we're getting that expansion, that we are learning something new, that we're hitting that 1% but are still very fulfilling for us. You know, for some people, maybe those Brussels sprouts with garlic would be phenomenal and that's great. I would be one of those mm -hmm. people. But if you're more of a put my hide my veggies in a smoothie kind of person, then honor that and find that fulfillment so that it stays interesting and it stays fun and it stays engaging day after day after day. I love that. Yeah, and that puts that puts fulfillment to me in the same category of this source for growth, if you will, just like adapt adaptability. Yeah. Um it also helps us when it does become a source and it's from the internal then we're not looking for external fulfillment. And that's really, really important to be conscious and aware. We are choosing what does fulfill us. Because 
we have kind of been taught by society and everything around us that certain things will fulfill us. So we have to understand if that is, are we attempting to fill a void that has an illusion of fulfillment or is this true authentic fulfillment within ourselves? And so as you're saying, taking that time to connect and understand well, what, what do I do or what do I, whether I do it now or have always desired to do, maybe from a kid and never got around to it, that I can start integrating into, into my life. You know, maybe you've always wanted to play piano and you just never got around to it. Yes. So that's just something you can maybe uh, just learn one note a day or uh, look at YouTube videos uh, every single week or something and, and kind of look around or finally hire that piano teacher to help you out and, and give that time for you. You know, if, if you're instead of the couple hours that many of us spend scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that throughout the week, what if we were able to carve one or two hours of that time and repurpose it into time for piano lessons, right? Yeah. And so oftentimes the time is there. And what we desire to experience ourselves fulfilled in is there. We just kind of have to learn how to get out of our own way. Yes. And allow ourselves that we are worthy enough to experience and feel fulfilled. Yes, exactly. And so those are the four that I would offer as we're all navigating this start, this beautiful start of uh, 2024, a new year, and we're wrapping up this discussion that we've been having over these past several weeks, months around silencing that inner critic, right? And it's not like it is a, I'm going to read this book, I'm going to watch these videos over the podcast, and suddenly my inner champion is going to take down my inner critic and game over. It is a constant journey, right? And that's what actually makes it so fun. That's what makes it so fun to watch superhero movies. And because there's always going to be the opportunity for growth. There's always going to be something new to learn, something fun to watch. And the same is true with us, right? As people and as a society, there's always new endeavors for us to embark upon, always new things to learn, just always something. So we get the opportunity. And that's actually the same for us on this podcast. As we're wrapping up and completing this series on Silence Your Inner Critic, we're like, hmm, what is it that we can do to even grow together on this podcast? And we looked at things that we had done and we looked at fun things we would like to do. And I think this would be a great time to talk about some of the plans we have with our team and we want to give a shout out to our team because we have some epic teams that we work with. Um, so if you want to give a shout out to some of the epic teams that we work with. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Furio, our, our YouTube team, uh, Robert Alexander Doran, our creative director. He's Woo! amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and content bug, uh, all the videos that you're seeing here, um, content bug has been incredible as well. So we're very, very fortunate that we have such a great team. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're kind of exploring different things that we're going to be diving into coming up here soon, like adding more guests kind of diving back into that and having it tie into different ideas that we're doing. 
um, being focusing more on some of these how-tos because a lot of the uh, body, mind, emotion, spirit uh, content out there is beautiful. At the same time, it can be elusive and philosophical and intangible. Mm -hmm. And so it's great to have that. But what are some of the tangible things? How can we make it into how-to how, how style videos that can really connect and give you concrete, actual techniques that you can start implementing right away, like literally right after you watch the video that could actually, where you can see a result uh, almost real time, if not very shortly after. And that's, that's again, that's in alignment with that 1%, right? Exactly. And each one of these little tools um, that we're providing um, add up. Yes. And so it may seem like a small thing, but again, so is 1%. Exactly. <laughs> and we want to make sure that that 1% covers all areas of who we are physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So we can target all of those different areas across all of the different paths of life, personal, in our relationships, in our communities, across our planet, across the cosmos, right? So we have all of that that we're looking into. But one of the fun things, and this is where I'm like super, super excited, is we're talking about going out and meeting people out on the streets, right? Taking some of these tools and helping to integrate them real time, showing individuals, hey, this is how we can integrate it. Or like small groups. So if people have groups that they would like to invite us into, we can collectively do the mirror technique together and see how strong and powerful that technique is in a group of people. And so we're telling you this because if you would like to participate in any of this, drop us a note. You can either do it wherever you're listening to this podcast, or you can send us a message at info, I-N-F-O, at suivera.org. We are so excited about some of these changes that are coming up. And once again, huge shout out to our team that makes all of this possible. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, we would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment right now and click the subscribe button again, wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast, every click of subscribe and every like helps us know that we are making content that is useful to you. I am Amber, your host, and I have been here with Austin, your co-host, talking about how to silence that inner critic. We look forward to continuing to chat here with you in the community and continue on and watch the next video.